and welcome back to the Kaiju Transmissions podcast. This is a podcast. Uh, God damn it! What's our thing again? <laughs> you know, uh, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I. No, this, <laughs> this has to be the intro. <laughs> that'll be a cold open. I... <laughs> Good evening! Welcome back to the Kaiju Transmissions Podcast, a podcast dedicated to giant monsters and Japanese fantasy. <laughs> I am yeah, I'm still laughing because of the outtake that you'll likely hear before you get to this part for listeners wondering what the hell is happening. Um, yes, I am your host, Kyle Bird. Uh, that other, uh, the source of that chuckle you heard a moment ago, who is that? That's... <laughs> I'm at Parmley. Oh yes. my gosh, that was great. Yes, uh, <laughs> and we're back once again, um, and this time, uh, you know, we're feeling apocalyptic today. Not for any specific reason, but you know, just look around, and <coughs> I'm sure you can find a reason uh, to to feel ap- apocalyptic. There's many of those. Um, anyway, we're here to talk about the final war, not Godzilla final wars from Toho, or the last war, a wildly non-final wars film from Toho, uh, but this is a Toei movie, um, 1960, also known as World War Three Breaks Out, um... And if you can't tell just by that uh, that title, um, it's a fun romp. <laughs> um, a, I really don't think there's anything to talk about. I know that, like, for a month or so there, we had so much news that it was getting unwieldy. I think we tackled a lot of that. Is there anything that we didn't talk about? Uh, no, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I don't think like, so. There's that Godzilla coffee the... commercial, which is like, I don't know. Oh, boss. It's fine, I guess. Um, I, yeah, I, I, everyone was freaking out about it, but I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't that impressed. You know, it was it neat, was... I guess, for a commercial. The Godzilla suit was kind of, like, I don't know. I feel, I think that that's. I think that's one of those like. Ex, is that one? Of, is that one of those exhibition suits? Because like, was I know they did I, that I, short. I think it's the same suit that was used in that short film for the Subaraya thing, and I, I think it's the same fifty four suit that like shows up at events and stuff sometimes. I could be wrong, but yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the same one. But I, but I was I, I was also thinking that because like I don't know if it was meant to move the way that it does in the in that commercial. Like the fins oh, are like, like around. yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I guess there there's also uh, Godzilla the ride, which the the actual uh, footage of um, is out. Uh, did you watch that? I did actually. Um, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was. I, it's a. It's Takashi Yamazaki who is a big director in Japan. Um, he did like the Space Battleship movie, and he also did Always Two, which of course had that Godzilla cameo. And the the Godzilla in it is a little similar to that. Um, 
and and uh, there's a new King Ghidorah design as well that has like weird hands. Um, but yeah, it was pretty neat, and the the actual fight was pretty cool too. It's like only a few minutes, and it yeah, it, when you look at it from like an outside perspective, it's like yeah, that's like the quickest Godzilla's ever beat <laughs> Ghidorah. But you know, I mean, it's a ride. It's supposed to be what a few minutes. Um, yeah, and the other interesting thing for like the toy bros uh which would include myself is they're apparently making like a a figure of the yeah the, like, the, there's the they did bandai figures for them it's yeah. uh what was the other one oh the the shin godzilla versus evangelion ride is that the one that had that weird king Ghidorah? was that the evangelion one yeah it has like yeah. the shin king yeah. Ghidorah. I re- yeah i remember ba- bandai did a, a toy for that too but they're gonna get that toy money man Bandai wants that money. Um, it's kind of surprising that Yamazaki hasn't been like handed a Godzilla movie at this point. Like, I feel like he's made a bunch of hits for Toho, and like they keep like letting he him. Likes Godzilla. Yeah, they they keep like letting him do Godzilla like small projects. Like, oh, you want to have a cameo in this movie? Sure, whatever, and. Yeah, you want to do a ride? You know, sure, but it's 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 you know, I would not be surprised if he does like the next live action Godzilla movie. I I feel like that's just like I feel like it's inev- inevitable at design this point. Godzilla and have like Taguchi do the effects and do a suit mission, yeah. please, for the love of God. Yeah. Oh, and another thing, like he was an effects <laughs> guy on um, Shin Godzilla, so it's like they keep letting him like. Get cool. yeah, they, they, they keep like they, it's like they're dangling a carrot in front of them. <laughs> like, yeah, just 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 get it over with, you know. Just just get it over with. Just let, let the guy do his. Just let him get this out of his system. Um, but yeah, it is interesting. I mean, obviously, we have Singular Point going on right now. The MonsterVerse is in a state of flux. I think the only thing I feel pretty confident about is the Kong series for netflix I, f- I still feel like they're probably done with toho and with all the warner brothers crap going on that's all that's a disaster warner discovery bros or- yeah so so son of kong I, I i'm questioning more now too so who knows yeah, yeah the warner warner bros discovery <laughs> such a dumb name <laughs> warner brothers discovery who knows what they're gonna do um, but also, I, I, I also just realized it's twenty. In it's only three years until the next anniversary, right? So I, I feel like Toho, being themselves, will want an excuse to generate money, and so I feel like you know, Final Wars was two thousand four. The Legendary movie was two thousand fourteen. I feel like I feel like we're probably going to get something in 2024. Yeah, if I were reading the tea leaves, I would... So, my my, my completely uneducated prediction is Takashi Yamazaki's <laughs> Godzilla 2024. Unless they just decided that... It, unless they're just messing with them at this point. You know? But well, like, yeah, you can do the next anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can design one character for the next anime. <laughs> something like that. Um... And geez, I don't know what was there anything missing from our last? Do- I don't know if we talked about Shin Kamen Rider. Oh no, but, I, I don't think we did actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I we're very, I mean, we've dipped our toes in Kamen Rider, so I don't think either of us have particularly strong feelings. I I would like to be more versed in Kamen Rider, but it's like I'm just now getting through. The original I can't run. Keep up with Ultraman. Yeah, I, I'm just now getting through Ultraman stuff, so it's like I'll I'll get to Common Rider when I'm like 70 or something. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm. It's cool that Ano is getting to like dabble in all these franchises, but like at this at this point, it's like how much of the Shin thing is like it just it, it, you know I I can't help but feel like they're riding out. A gimmick, really? They're gonna do point. like Shin Evangelion. Well, I, I think I'm I'm pretty sure Rebuild Four got retitled as Shin Evangelion. I I could be wrong, but I'm like 
I've, I feel like 85% confident that that is already a thing, Matt. <laughs> so we've got Shin Godzilla, Shin Evangelion, Shin Ultraman, Shin Kamen Rider, and like I see a bunch of people like, oh, are we gonna get Anno's Shin Gamera, Shin Super Sentai? And I'm like, for the love of God, like I, longtime listeners know I'm not the biggest fan of Shin Godzilla, but I am an actual fan of Anno. It's just that movie doesn't do it for me, but I like the guy, I like most of the stuff I've seen from him, and I like all these franchises in some way or another, but it's like, for the love of God, it <laughs> just just stop. Like, Shin Godzilla was huge, I get it, but like, it, at what point is it like, okay, we're just... We're just trying to ride this, tre- this this trend as much as we can. It's like, you know... And Anno takes forever to do everything anyway. So, like... Apparently, Shin Kamen Rider, he's been working on, like, in secret for, like, two years already. Yeah. To this, yeah, that's, that sounds about right. And then you had, like, COVID come out and basically destroy Japanese cinema again, so... Now we're yeah. gonna sit here and wait for all that stuff to get released. Well, yeah, yeah, the COVID situation over there is still crazy like so great (laughs) is it weird to you like is is it weird though that that japan had just handled everything so terribly like i just i I, I don't know it it seemed like they were on it seemed like they were on the upswing for a a little bit and then it's like it gradually got worse and then it just like torpedoed like way back down so i don't know um Anyway, yeah, I mean, even as an Anno kind of guy, it's like, you know, give give the Shin thing a rest. It's, I, it, it, at this point, it just feels like just hopping on a trend, you know. It, it, He's got, it, there's so many huge franchises that he can just attach. He can cash a paycheck, he can write a script, he can give it to a different director. Yeah. You're Shin Gundam. <laughs> yeah. Shin Dragon Ball. I'm just thinking of all the stuff that that Americans import from Japan is like uh, Shin like Pokemon superhuman cy- cyber whatever squad yeah thing. Shin uh, squad. Shin Sailor Moon <laughs> you know um, so anyway there's our our uh, very unexciting <laughs> news dump I guess um, so we're gonna talk about the final war which if it sounds like the last war from Toho, uh, uh, yeah, yep, there, yep. There, there's reasons <laughs> for that w- that we'll get into. Um, so I'll just kind of talk about. Uh, well, I think so. So yes, if if you're familiar with the final war, or well, yeah, but or if you're familiar with the last war, the Toho movie, um, which is more popular and it's seen more than this but it's also criminally underseen so go check it out but the premise is you have japan stuck basically feeling helpless in the middle of the cold war um and that leads up to a uh, a catastrophe that results in several countries launching nukes and essentially ending most of the the population. Um, that's that's the skeleton of the final war and the last war. They both go back further to um, a story um, uh, that is called... For some reason, I did not put the title of that in my notes. That's what happens when you rush podcast notes at the last minute, people. Um, but the, a story uh, called 41 Hours of the First uh, World War Three." I don't know if that's a translation error or what. The First World War Three <laughs> sounds strange. I'll just call it 41 Hours of, the, of, of World War... The first four, it must be the first 41 Hours of World War Three. I think first is misplaced in there, uh, in the thing I just looked at. But, um, so that short story, um, was in 19, uh, published in 1960, the same year that this movie came out, um, 
1960, uh, there's a reason why that year is kind of what produced this. And, and Toho's The Final War came out the next year in 1961. Uh, but 1960 is when um, the Treaty of Mutual Cooperation and Security between the United States and Japan... Whew, that one rolls right off the tongue. Um, uh, that is when the, this treaty went into effect. Um, that is a treaty that sealed military alliance between the U.S. and Japan. Um, it was originally signed in 1951, um, and it basically stated that any attacks against Japan or against U.S. forces on Japanese territory um, would basically be mutual uh, they would endanger both countries and require them to act together. So, while under the new Japanese constitution, Japan would have to be, you know, nuke-free um, and, uh, you know, with the, the self-defense force rather than, you know, a mobilized um, military. Um, so, those rules are, are there, um, you know, the, the pacifist constitution rules, but the presence of American military on Japanese soil would still, could still be problematic. Um, so even though the occupation's over, there's still tons of American troops and stations in Japan to this day. Um, and with the United States having these conflicts, I mean, we're not going to get into the full history of, you know, these wars or anything here, but the United States having these conflicts with North Korea and um, the Soviet Union, and basically with the Cold War happening and lasting, I mean, the Cold War would last very long, but uh, with that, that is why Japan is feeling this existential dread, this nervousness about, you know, the United States, they have all of this um, military presence on our soil, and they're fighting with our neighbors. So what's going to happen to us is essentially why, why this anxiety exists. Um, so I, I mentioned the last war, um, the Toho movie, um, and... In addition to, I mean, there's a reason the, the two films are so similar beyond their, um, I guess, general premises. Premise? Premise. Oh, gosh, it's been a long week. Um, so, uh, Matt, why are these two movies so similar? Well, I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, well, because, if I can at my stupid notes man we're having we're having a heck of a time with uh technology and and things um so the final war in toho is the last war based on the same story that was published first in the weekly shincho uh tomoyuki tanaka took interest in the story and he actually commissioned a script to be made at toho but toei had actually beat them to the punch they had the blessing from the story's original author which basically probably granted them the legal rights outright. Um, and so Tanaka actually had to commission a second draft of the last war that would ditch a lot of the same, uh, all the similarities. And then of course, uh, it was actually played up like a Toho versus Toei, uh, news bit in the Manichi newspaper. And they started reporting on the competing projects, which is pretty interesting to think about. Like you have these rival studios and, and they're making basically the same, movie and they get to report <laughs> yeah. on it it's, it's like uh deep impact and oh yeah dante's peak uh, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or and and no there was armageddon and no armageddon and deep impact and dante's peak and volcano um <laughs> those are like the two from when we were growing up that everyone always talks about um we're old bird i just got transported back into the 90s from <laughs> yeah yeah no that's 30 years ago yeah <laughs> jesus christ um but uh so uh so yeah that that that's that's uh an interesting thing to talk about we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more about maybe some of the specific differences uh between the last war and this um a little bit later um the last war in my opinion wisely chooses to just follow one family 
Whereas the final war, you're following a whole bunch of characters, um, and in a shorter amount of uh, runtime too. Um, so this, the setup for the last war is that um, uh, you know there's we follow several groups of characters. So there's some college students, um, a few of which don't seem all too concerned at first. Um, and then there's, uh, one, their, fr- their other friend who's just like a complete, he's what you would call now a doomer, you know, he's just constantly talking about like, what if something happens? What if, uh, you know, there's a- an attack and we can't get out of it in the background you have, um, you know, uh, these people protesting the, the treaty of mutual cooperation that, that I talked about, um, and, uh, you also have, um, uh, there's a, a street musician who, uh, is trying to make money and he's trying to care for his sick wife. There's, um, a reporter character, um, I don't remember anyone's names, so, uh, uh, yeah. bear with me, um. <laughs> Um, and his girlfriend, who is a nurse, um, that's probably the, cl- if you've seen The Last War, that's probably the closest we kind of have to Akira Takarada and um, his girlfriend, who in The Last War is a teacher. In this, she's a nurse, um, and she uh, is taking care of the sick child, and um, uh, she ends up staying behind, uh, you know, in the aftermath to be with this this kid. Um in the last war's original script, um, she sure enough she was a nurse and she was staying behind to take care of a sick patient. So you know, again, we're seeing the the original screenplay for the last war um, had a lot m- more similarities to this film because of that that story that they're both uh, kind of based on. Um, some of this is overlapping with uh, some of the info we gave out in our last war episode, which. Um, backtrack a little bit and listen to that if you want to um hear us talk about that movie um anyway um and uh who am i missing matt there's the one guy does he work for the government he's the he's he's the guy with the mustache he's a real kind of asshole but he's the dad of one of the kids um yeah he's like a like a corrupt politician type where like he ends <laughs> He ends up. Uh, well, I'll, we'll I'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, in a little bit. He's the, he's not great. Yeah, uh, he's yeah, also like a group of students, right? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Like, uh, there's like a one of his kids is one of the one of the the high school kids we mentioned earlier. Um, and there's like a biker gang. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> like <clears throat> yeah. Um, but yeah, the you know the the these college or I keep saying college. I'm pretty sure they're high school, but. Uh, yeah, the, there's um, just a lot of uncertainty going around with all these people in like the first half of the movie or so. Um, you know, the these these kids they they take one one of the kids they uh, they take their family's boat out and they're like, we're just gonna go to Africa uh, on a boat and not tell anyone. I mean, they're kids, whatever. But um, uh, because apparently they read somewhere that Africa would be the most safe place if there was a nuclear um, a nuclear war that breaks out, um, <clears throat> you know the 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 street musician. I mean, he's 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 like the optimist. He's like, you know, they keep saying war is going to break out. Like, nah. Like, it would be after two world wars. It would be stupid if a third one like he just can't comprehend the idea that a third world war could break out like no matter how real things are getting around him he's just his his faith in humanity is so high that he's like there's no way it could actually happen and you know we're in the audience like "Eh, okay (laughs) um but then, yeah, we so we, we get to, you know, the last act of the movie, which, unlike the final, or unlike the last war, um, you know, the last war really kind of sanitizes everything. It doesn't, even though it's it's clearly coded, you know, it doesn't bother to name 
countries directly. You know, they have, uh, oh, this war is breaking out between the Confederation and the Alliance. And it's like, instead of saying, like, the United States and the Soviet Union. But here, they they're, they really don't pull any punches. They're like, yeah, it's um, uh, North Korea shot down a plane um, carrying a bomb and... Uh, it was on Japanese territory, and then so the United States has to get involved, and um, the North Koreans are spinning it as, you know, what do they, 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 they basically try to, like, say that it's, it, a, it, it's a setup kind, like... Yeah. Um, There's some ambiguity with how that incident happens, and it gets portrayed by both sides as being something different than whatever actually transpired, but it, it's basically the the start of the uh, the splody splodes going everywhere. Yeah, and and I think it's kind of vague <laughs> on purpose because yeah, yep. you know they they want us to feel a little bit misinformed, just like the people in the movie, and just like if something like that were to happen, like we would probably not understand the situation either it because it probably would be convoluted and um <clears throat> and that's you know when hell breaks loose and so you know you have a, a basically everyone trying to get out of tokyo as quickly as possible oh and we have um uh we have i forgot one set of characters there's the 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 one dad and his daughter and uh, the brother is another one of those college kids, um, and he's been saving up his life savings uh, <clears throat> for retirement. Um, and yeah, so, for example, you really get a, a, a close look at just how crazy things are getting. Like, you see him try to go to the bank and cash out his savings, and it's just, like, insane. Um, and that's when, you know, you get your your full-blown panic scenes, which the last war does well, but this one kind of pushes it a little further. Like we see this biker gang abduct a woman, and they're like, "Oh, no one will notice," and they ride off with her. And it's like we we know what's going to happen to that 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 girl. Um, and so so yeah, I mean, this one's not afraid to say like, "Yeah, there's people that are going to like rape people." There's um, you know, the one shitty politician guy, he, he runs over another one of, uh, the characters that we, we talked about and, and his family's like, what are you doing? Like, I'm pretty sure you just killed a guy. And he's like, oh, I can't stop. And like, we have to, and they're like, I, we should like, yeah, we should like do something. And he's like, no. And he just keeps driving. Um, so we see a little more of the, like the the there this is in the last war but i think this one shows a little bit more depravity <laughs> on behalf of you know human beings in in a situation like this um and yeah i mean uh, i mean i i don't think looking at a poster of this or anything would try to fool you i mean the the selling point of this is that yes the world's going to end. So it's not a spoiler to say, yeah, all these nukes launch and kills off a lot of people. I think I think in the movie it says that 2 billion people um and I, and I so I think it's like 0.8% of the human population is alive by the end. Um in the last war, Akira Takarada um he says he's going to go back to Tokyo because he doesn't know what else to do. In this, we see the the one character, the reporter, go back to Tokyo, and he's like, "I I I don't know what else to do. I I'm just going to go back. I'm sure my girlfriend is dead, but I I just want I want to go back and see for myself. And and we actually do get to see him like going back to this like bombed out Tokyo. Um, and so that's. That's really kind of, I guess, uh, you know, your breakdown of, of what the movie is. And <clears throat> um, it's really short. It's only 77 minutes, whereas The Last War is, you know, closer to like two hours. So, um, so yeah, this, this movie tries to cover a lot more in way less time. 
and um, you know we'll we'll kind of talk about why that may or may not be a bad thing. But uh, let's you know enough of my rambling. Uh, let's talk about our our first impressions. I think this is the first time either of us have seen this movie, um, uh, and it, it really didn't resurface until recently. This movie was thought completely lost um, until you know Toei, I guess found a print and it, it started airing on Japanese TV in, in 2013. So, I mean, this movie in general has, is only now, you know, uh, being seen again. And it's only been subtitled. Uh, it's got, it got a fan sub within the last year or two. And so, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the first time either of us have seen it. So, um, yeah, uh, I mean it for real this time. Enough of my rambling. Uh, Matt, what were your, you know, I guess, first impressions and, and takeaways of this? So I'm I'm a sucker for uh, I'm fascinated with everything related to the atomic bomb and the Cold War era. Um, I really liked it. I, I think there's some some pretty obvious things that 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 are hard to cover. Like we mentioned, that just the the gigantic cast list. You have a lot of different characters, and in some cases, I think it actually works pretty well. Um, we mentioned the father character. He just like comes across in, entirely wholesome. He's widowed. Uh, he's incredibly polite. He's going to the bank and he's like the only person at the bank trying to get his, everybody's there to get money, but he's been saving his life savings as bird said. And he's like the only person showing any sort of like common decency being extremely calm. He's ultimately the person that gets run over by the car with, by that, the mustache, uh, <laughs> politician, which actually broke my heart. I'm like, Oh geez, man, this like it, for me, that was actually a, a pretty large gut punch. That's uh, probably the first gut punch. I don't re- quite remember the sequence of, of things in that last act, but I feel like that's probably the first gut punch in a series of gut punches. Well, you have that, and then you have you know the the nurse and the and the the newspaper reporter, her boyfriend. He they, he wants to marry her. He's like begging and pleading, and she's like, "Well, I, I want to work." And he's like, "No, women stay home and, and cook in the <laughs> kitchen." There's a little bit of that going on. But, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, she but she's like. She wants to help people, and yeah. she ends up knowing that like she's going to die, but she stays basically to take care of this one little girl, so that that girl's not alone. She's like singing her songs and stuff, and like that part is like, Oof. and the, and they both die, and the the nurse ends up when he finds their bodies, the nurse is basically on top of the girl, like she was protecting her. It's just it's it's absolutely just for me again. Those scenes worked really, uh, working really well in dying people. That probably doesn't go together, but like the scenes work well together to get that point across and there's that sense of just absolute despair and hopelessness and imagine being like japan you have the u.s bases that are on like they're in your country and they're the, also the reasons why you're being targeted specifically and so the, the movie does a pretty decent job of of talking through some of like the feelings behind that how people would have felt and there's still a lot of that conversation happening now with you know bases being in, mm-hmm. in places like okinawa and things um, but I really, I liked it a lot and it's short. I mean, like it, it's a lot of stuff happens in a really short runtime. And once you get through the first act, which is central, which is centered around the, the kids taking the boat out, trying to escape, um, a, a lot of crap just sort of spirals really quickly. And I think it captures that, that sense of panic and dread and fear. Um, and I, I just, I was honestly captivated by it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, this one, I think the I don't know it it's weird because they're so easy to compare the last war and the final war but um, I think this one feels I mean it's definitely bleaker and it and it pulls I mean the last war is already pretty brutal but but this one seems to pull le- even less punches like I said it it really doesn't care to try and cover up what countries what you know it, it's almost kind of like how Disney like you know, uh, the, they erase, like, a, a gay kiss between characters, so, you know, oh, the Chinese won't get offended. You know, the last war is like, you know, we're not gonna name countries just so, you know, we can make some dollars overseas. This one's like, <laughs> you know, we don't care, we're gonna be real about it, and this one, 
I mean, The Last War has a way bigger budget, too. I, I, I think The Last War, at the time of its release, was one of the more most expensive Japanese movies ever. And, you know, and because of that, you get this amazing color cinematography, you get this A-list cast, you get Tsuburaya doing some of his very best work. I mean, his effects in that movie are so good that they were using stock footage of it up until, you know, the the 90s. You know, I mean, it's an amazing movie. Uh, this one feels more low budget. It's black and white. It feels more down and dirty. You know, it, it almost feels... It almost feels... It borders on feeling like an exploitation movie at times. Um, just because of how, like, down and dirty it is. Um, and, yeah, I, I think... Having so many characters in such little time, it 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 is it it does make you feel a little bit more ejected from it. Whereas, which is why I think the Last War probably made the right decision in making you just follow one kind of everyman family. Um, but if you are going to do it the way they did it, they did it in a, a a kind of a clever way in that. You know, for example, you'll be following uh, two characters talking in a restaurant. And then you'll see, okay, here's this other guy. He's walking through the restaurant with a guitar, you know, trying to see if anyone would like to pay him to play a song. And then, like, and then we start following that guy and we start getting into his story. And then he might talk to someone, he might pass someone somewhere else, and then we'll will follow that person. So it's like, even though you don't really have a central, like, cast, you have this ensemble that organically the, 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 the movie will switch from one character to another, just like they'll be in the same place and we'll follow this guy and then, oh, he'll pass this guy and he'll, we'll start following that guy. So, I don't know, that's kind of a, an interesting way to, to do it. Um, reminds me a little bit of uh, the movie The Leopard Man. Which I don't know. No one knows what the hell I'm talking about. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, Leopard Man. It's a good movie if you like really clever little tiny budget horror movies from the '40s. Leopard Man. Check it out. Um, but anyway, um, so so yeah, I, I liked that about it, and um, yeah, I, I I like that it's not it's not as afraid to really get messy, but. Um, that being said, I mean, I, I definitely think The Last War is probably the, the, the better film, um, but this one is definitely more, even more dour. And, and yeah, something about just, like, the lower-budget feel of it, you know, that it, it, it does feel, like, a little bit, like, dirtier and shittier and cheaper. Something about that just makes it feel more, like it makes the movie even more depressing to me. Like, so all that combined, it's like, this movie is, it's like someone, it's like a, someone slit their wrist on, on, on a, on a roll of film and just projected it. Like it, 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 <laughs> it gets really, really, really downbeat. I do think the movie balances, like there's characters that are terrified from beginning to end and it, and it, you know, it's not not subtle in what it's telling you, and then there's also the characters, kind of like you mentioned, the guy playing guitar. Like he's hopeful that the father's hopeful. He's trying to retire. Like there's people that are hoping for some sort of future, and I think it does a pretty good job of, of balancing that. And you know, people are trying to plan out their lives, or trying to make you know, the, the nurse is trying to make a career decision. Do I do I stay working or do I get married? And then she's trying to weigh those decisions, and it. it it makes it feel real. It really it does just enough to make the characters actually believable and relatable. And when something bad happens to one of them, you do feel it. Mm -hmm. The last war does it better because you do have that singular focus, right? You have the, the characters that you see them building their lives together. You see the relationships. So you're a bit more invested in those people, but this, this does it in a way that's like, it still works. I think in actually pretty well. Um, so I just, it, and it is a bit like, 
like grunt is grunge I, I don't know grittier grunt not yeah yeah the, yeah yeah that the, black and white <laughs> yeah yeah those are words i was i was probably looking for a few minutes ago and, and couldn't quite find i i think i think those kind of kind of really hit hit the nail on the head I would definitely say that I think the last word is I, I love that movie and I think it's it's the better of the two. But this is a really solid like movie and if you're if you are interested at all in seeing how a reflection of the Cold War and how you know people were thinking about it and dealing with it in cinema, like I, I think this is a movie that should be seen. Yeah, um, yeah, I, and I mean uh, this is one of those things that like. I mean, I remember hearing about this movie, you know, when I started reading, you know, books and and magazines about, you know, Japanese sci-fi and tokusatsu, and it was always presented as, like, it's gone, you're never gonna see it, and then it's, like, in 2013, it just shows up on TV, and now in 2021, I mean, I feel like it was probably fan-subbed a couple years ago, but it's, like, now it's here. It's weird, like it, 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 and it's a weird experience, you know. Um, and but I, I'm I'm very glad that it's at least out there now. It's like now the next step is like, is it gonna ever? I mean, it still doesn't have a home video release in Japan. It just shows on TV sometimes. It's like now what? Like, is it gonna get on Blu-ray? Can arrow or something step in and and get it put out here like i don't know but i would hope so just and same with the last war i mean the last war i think is this might be more likely than the last war just because that's a toho title and we know how they are but um but yeah it's it's something that i think should be seen and um like these are the kinds of films that you could you could show in a school or something like is like hey this captures this time period and it's also still kind of relevant you know and and i think it's something that you know someone watching it could could learn from you know i don't know if people really understand what why japan would feel the way that they did and and still do i mean let's be real i mean we we saw some of these issues tackled as recently as is Shin Godzilla, you know, with like, hey, we're just stuck in the middle, and we're under the thumbs of Americans. Now, now Shin Godzilla kind of takes it to a little bit of an extreme when it gets into you know militarization and of Japan and, and things like that, but it still captures that like, yeah, we still are kind of helpless if anything happens. And so it's it's one of those things where I mean we like to even even it's weird. I think we were even talking about this in a thread or something on Facebook a few days ago, but as people bring up the nuclear bomb element of Godzilla as something that is like outdated and it's not that relevant, but it's like it still is. Like they know like Fukushima just, I mean, that's not... Yeah. It's a decade old, basically, at this point. But, like, that's especially in Japan, isn't North Korea still, like, just, like, throwing yeah. nukes, like, very close to them for no reason? Well, like, <laughs> Russia has a nuclear-powered, a nuclear reactor-powered nuke, like a, a missile that is powered by an internal nuclear... Like, it's... Those things are still being... We're, we're still making super weapons. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, so I, I, I believe that maybe certain governments might not want us to think that it's still relevant, but that's definitely not the reality. So, you know, I, and, and it, you know, it seems like, it seems like Godzilla especially is kind of like slowly getting away from, from that in a way that seems a little calculated, you know, but, but it, it, but regardless, it, it's still, it's still a very the the nuclear bomb is still very much a threat to everybody yeah i mean I, every every person who knows anything about the nuclear weapons and their development they they essentially say it's not a matter of of if but rather when mhm and and like 
it's still a threat. And we have bombs that have been lost and never been found. We have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's. They, that like, sounds lost great. Bombs in the ocean. <laughs> I mean, like, they've lost bombs in the ocean that were never actually found. And they there's. When the Soviet Union collapsed, there are tons of documented cases where, like, people were smuggling uranium out of these power plants because there was no security. Yeah. And. It, it's 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 really hard to think and then you have like well you have nuclear power plants well guess what if one of those if even one of those goes down then you see something like chernobyl or fukushima and like you can take out an entire country or state or whatever and we have power plants all over the u.s and look at three mile island like that was almost a horrific <laughs> like people don't realize that we're always on this brink and that it's always possible and so i wish in many ways that Godzilla could return to that and do it. I mean, we've talked about Shin Godzilla ad nauseum at this point, but like, I would like to see that handled a bit differently. But I think there's still a story to be told to keep Godzilla tied to the nuclear origin and do it in a way that, like, hey, wait a second, this is, we still need to be talking about it. Yeah. 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 I mean, Shin Godzilla goes there, but it's like it doesn't go there enough. Like, it, 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 it it feels like there's m- more to say with Godzilla and the bomb. And, and like, I'm not one of the, like, I don't think a Godzilla reboot or whatever needs to have that. You know, I mean, most, I mean, uh, ratio-wise, you know, most Godzilla movies don't tie it, tie him directly to the bomb. Because you know, it, it, as it became a more uh, more of a franchise, you know, it's it's you know aiming for younger audiences and and things like that. And so, like, I'm fine. Like something like Singular Point, at least right now, like they haven't really gotten into nuke stuff. And I mean, there's two episodes left, but but and and it's like that's okay. I'm okay with that. But I also feel like there's way more that can and should be said with that character and the nuke stuff. And and I'm yeah. the one that said dropping that was the smartest thing Legendary could have done with Godzilla yeah, versus Kong. That's, that's exactly right. Because the, the handling of nuclear weapons <laughs> in Godzilla films and American Godzilla films hasn't been great. Yeah, like... the track record is pretty bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's it just feels like, like there's so much more that can and probably should be said that I I don't like I I'm still waiting for someone to really take that theme and update it properly. That being said, I don't think it's a necessity for the character and in the wrong hands we can see that theme go way in the wrong direction. So, you know, I I want someone to who has something to say come in and say it. Shin Godzilla got halfway there, I think. But it, it, but it, it 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 didn't go there in a way that I I think there's more that it could have done with that. Yeah, there, there's a there's a hard balance to be had with tackling that subject in a way that is meaningful and 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 demonstrates that it has something actually of substance to say with like trying to make the Godzilla fight monster thing where we want to be entertained and I get that, but like. I, people don't talk about or think about nuclear weapons like I, it, it's amazing to me that it's not something that we that we think about at all like during the 60s like we were telling people hey you know when when a nuke goes off you're gonna cover under your duck and cover under like your table and you'll be fine like right <laughs> I, I, I just i don't know there, there's there's something to be said with knowing the existential crisis that you had to be living every single day during that time period that still exists today that we just don't even like we don't think about and i, I don't even know how to process that like we just got out of COVID. not we didn't get out of COVID, yeah we're but, still like, in COVID, we're coming to a yeah. season we're coming to like a season where people are, are getting vaccinated we're hopefully looking at COVID as being like something in, in sort of the rear view mirror getting back to a regular life we don't realize like this is still this is still a thing it's been a thing for you know since the 40s and we're not even talking about it yeah yeah, um, but yeah, I, I I think that, I mean, the, like you you kind of talked earlier, like this is a whole subgenre. Like, I mean, yeah. And over here we have on the beach, we have Miracle Mile, we have Threads, we have uh, Where the Wind Blows, we have Barefoot Gen, 
We have Doctor Strangelove. Yeah, Doctor Strangelove, one of the very best uh, and definitely the funniest. <laughs> um, I love that movie so much. Failsafe. I mean, it, it's legitimately a, a subgenre, and it's it's due for a revisit. I think because it's like, yeah, I just named a bunch of crap, but it's like all that. A lot of that stuff is was made during the Cold War, you know, I, I mean, I think the threat of the nuclear bomb, this is, this is a, a subgenre that I think is, is due for a revival, just to remind people, hey, like, this is still real. Granted, there's a million other things that we're worried about taking us out any minute now, whether it's COVID or, you know, nuclear reactor uh meltdowns you know which is still very real but different from the bomb but it's like i i do think i mean i th- th- this is something that should still be talked about and it's something that should still be taught and people should still be making films about it and um it yeah i i would like to see more more movies like this um and yeah i mean even if even if it's just you know a niche boutique Blu-ray label bringing back a movie like this. I mean, it it's very strange how it's just completely been removed from from our our I guess uh, I guess the things that we think about. <laughs> you know, when we think about the end yeah, of the well, world. Like, what's weird too, because if you look at how how it's especially in Western film, like how the bomb has progressed. Now the bomb is always like talked about as a solution, like it, yeah. it's it's never it's sometimes debated, but like and and sometimes just so like basically cavalierly in a way. Like you think of like the Dark Knight, like a bomb goes off in the distance, nobody thinks about it. Godzilla twenty fourteen, a bomb goes off in the distance, nobody talks. Like it's just yeah, yeah, that it, kind of cavalier attitude. Like we just oh, it's just an explosion, it's fine. But but no, like. If that were to happen, there would be catastrophic consequences to people that were close to that to, to that explosion. Nobody thinks about that. We just and I realize like some of those movies aren't trying to say anything specific about it, but that's kind of the problem. Yeah, we're just well, okay it, with it, it now. Whereas like, well, that's a good point. Um, because I mean, culturally, what what we think of and what I mean, a country like Japan obviously would think it can it is it can be different like one of the i guess one of the oldest comparisons that you could make and i say this as a guy that like look i i was raised on marvel comics like but you think about radiation in japanese media what does it do it makes monsters in american media what does it do it makes superheroes you can be spider-man you can be the hulk i mean the list of superheroes that are are created from radioactivity there's a bunch of them and and i I mean spider-man is like my favorite superhero um i definitely top three superhero but that just shows like as a culture how detached we are from that right yeah it's funny i remember uh back in like grade school it might have been like seventh or eighth grade they gave us a project you had to they, they assigned you a side and you had to debate being for or against the bomb. <laughs> and like, and for real though, like this happened like, you know, again, seventh or eighth grade. And like you had to research it, provide your argument and all that stuff. And it was interesting to like, think of like, think of this through the eyes of like kids. But we just, we don't, we don't take the time to process some of that stuff. And now like with our film, we just, I don't know. It, it's so nonchalant. And it's almost always, you know, in a solution, like painted as a solution. It's never really considered to be a detriment of any kind. Like, like, yeah, we're just going to blow Godzilla up when they're on the ocean. Everybody will be fine. But like, that's not really how it works. Yeah. But that's how we think it works because we've, we've always heard that that was the solution for World War II. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like the, like even, even something going off in the ocean, I mean, if it's just a little bit and like in a zone where it shouldn't be you get what the lucky dragon you know where it's contaminating you know fish and it's spreading every like 
you know, there, there's, there's a lot of things that I don't think are really considered. Um, the wind blows the wrong way and the fallout carries back to land. That land is going to be irradiated for just d- decades, like to the point where the food and stuff that grows, like you can't eat it anymore. Or it'll give you cancer. Like yeah. it, it's, they just, you know, yeah, it's, it's pretty horrifying what, you know, someone just being like, Oh, I guess I'll split the atom. Like <laughs> what, what that is, is all led to, you know, <laughs> Uh, I I like this movie, Bird. I think I think it's I think it's worth seeing. I think people that if you like the Last War, I think this is worth your time. If you have any interest in seeing another, you know, movie about the effects of the war and the people that it you know that that it impacts, like this is a really short movie. It's actually pretty easy to find now. If you need help finding it, we can point you in the right direction. But a quick Google search and, and you can find it pop up in a lot Imagine, of places. that is i mean like now i'm just sounding like an old person like you know oh i before the internet which like yeah we're we're the last generation that like will remember what things were like before the internet but you know i remember uh the first book that really like kind of i feel like educated me on this stuff was Stuart galbraith's japanese science fiction fantasy and horror films and yeah the the section on the last war is basically like two paragraphs of like it's lost <laughs> you'll never see it <laughs> you know and now i can go on to google you know what's wild i can i can google this movie and be like oh there it is but like i can't but like i, I the hanna barbera godzilla cartoon that like was on tv <laughs> freaking every day when we were kids is like virtually like erased <laughs> from existence you can't find season the like the last handful of episodes are like they're they exist like on the worst vhs yeah. rip ever. I, I saw someone just very recently re-uploaded that series on online and but i mean there was a long time where it was like i no one can find this you know i i have i have the series on like discs but but yeah, I mean, if you're just like Joe Schmo and you're like, oh, what a Hanna Barbera Godzilla cartoon! Like up until like a couple months ago, you wouldn't be able to find that, but you can find this and Prophecies of Nostradamus. Yeah, like what? Like what reality are we in right now? I don't. Like it's easier to find these lost movies than it is stuff that was like everywhere when we were kids. The ban- like we can find a movie that was banned, but like not Hanna Barbera. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um. So that's uh. That is the final warts. Yes, I almost said I almost said the last war. I keep messing that up. Um, speaking of just this movie being elusive, um, it actually did get an American release, uh, which has been debated. You know, some people are like, "Oh no, it didn't." Yes, it did. Um, there are some a- um, English posters and stuff that were in like trade magazines um but supposedly it got an american theatrical release of some sort in 1962 um we know that because um the old horror magazine castle of frankenstein mentions a screening in new york and there's an exhibit license um from a showing in new york dated uh december 1962 um, but the U.S. version, I, I, I think, is completely lost. I don't know if it ever even made it to TV. Um, and It was uh, dubbed, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it did dub receive it, yeah. a dub. I don't know how much is known about the dub. I know there's at least some theories floating around about who may have done it based on, you know, what companies were working together at, at the time. But um, th- as far as I know, that, that version is completely lost. I, I don't That I don't see showing up anywhere um and like i said i mean we're lucky enough to have the japanese version because that was lost until literally just a matter of years ago 2013 where it you know started showing on tv so um so yeah that's the last war um a rare film uh but like matt said if you know how to find it it's Seriously, Google. It's yeah, like you, the first three. Yeah, you can you can figure <laughs> it out in the Internet point. Archive. Um, God bless the Internet Archive. But uh, okay, so so I guess we'll go with uh, how many um, how many insert shots of burnt bodies 
do you give this out of five? Um, I'm at a, I mean, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I, I thought, I thought the emotional impact really did resonate with me. And I'm just, again, I'm absolutely fascinated by everything atomic bomb related just as as a general rule. So I'm going to give this four, uh, man, four four dead kids found in rubble (laughs) out of five. Uh, I'm going to be right there with you at a four. I mean, it's definitely not a very polished movie. It's definitely low budget. Um, the tokusatsu miniature effects are pretty good, but I mean, they're nothing in this is the level of the last war. Um, you know, the last war is more of a drama. This is more of a panic movie. Um, and you know, so, so it's, it's, it's rougher around the edges, but I kind of like that about it. You know, like I said, something about that just the low budget nature of it makes it feel more bleak and disturbing to me. And I don't know. I like that about it. So I'm going to go with a four also. Um, but yeah, check it out. I mean, uh, it, it's, it's, it's worth seeing if, if it sounds like any of this is up your alley, go check it out. I think, I think people would dig it, but all right, that's, yeah. that's the final war. World War three breaks out. Thank you for listening to the Kaiju Transmissions podcast. Please take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. Make sure to subscribe for all the latest episodes. You can also check us out on Twitter at KT underscore podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Kaiju Transmissions. And you can email us at kaijutransmissions at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments. And we will see you next time.